We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Who it is? This is a brotherhood, and if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and that's right, it's Turf District Tuesdays. Thank you for joining us on the show. If you're on the YouTube Live, thank you for tuning in. And uh, before I forget, remember to put your questions in the chat down there for our guest, because we uh, we want to get all of our chatting in while we can. Uh, if you've downloaded the pod, thank you for downloading. And uh, do us a favor, share, subscribe, like, rate, review tell all your friends, all those things to help grow the pod and get some more of us all together in the huddle to chat. Uh, let's bring in our very excited gang this evening. There's one super fan, Mike, and one commissioner, Kayla. You guys, the streak is over. And uh, the new streak has begun. That's correct. A, a, uh, a positive streak. A good streak. A streak we're happy about. Yeah, like... It's been a long time since we've had one of those. That's right. We're two in a row. Like, it's it's crazy. Uh, does it feel real? I, it does. I know, right? I know. I, I agree with you, Kayla. There was parts, uh, like, Sunday night, even Monday, I'm like, that actually happened? Like, I, I know. It was weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. It's good weird. Just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> I will I don't take know how it. to cope. I don't know how to cope. <laughs> I can learn. <laughs> that a boy, Mike. Way to step up for the team. We I can that. definitely learn. Oh my! Well, we uh, we are going to talk about that and so much more this evening. Uh, but first, let's bring in our wonderful guest. Uh, yes. Now yes. she is a freelance CFL reporter uh, and the digital host for the Thai Cats, uh, and now writes for Three Down Nation as well. Uh, welcome to the district, Sarah Saeed. How are you? Hey guys, I'm good. Thanks for having me and congrats on breaking the curse. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. It does feel, you know, it's kind of funny. We talk about the CFL family and how many people reached out afterwards to be like, we're so happy for you guys. (laughs) We're all in in tears. Like it's about time. Like, so I, I my phone's finally stopped smoking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. At least you had a phone. That's true. That's fair. Um, Sarah, um, we know you've been covering the CFL for a few years now, um, but uh, tell us a little bit what what drew you to the game. What what made you a fan? 
Yeah, um, honestly, I have such a weird story. I always tell people like this is definitely not the average, um, I guess, sports reporter, quote unquote, tale. I started in the fashion industry, worked um, more like doing journalism. So more with magazines, print at the time. And now print is dead. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does that anymore. But, um, you know, it was really good experience to learn the ins and outs of that side of the industry um, in terms of journalism. But then I realized, you know, as one does, I want to tell deeper stories. And I traveled for a bit, came back here, got a job as a uh, editor for a veterinary magazine. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> but there I kind of like, I, I kind of did everything. Um, but there I learned how to, you know, write more traditional news, so to speak. And then, and then again, there for a while, loved it, but I was like, that itching of wanting to cover real serious journalism. I was like, let me do documentaries. That was what I wanted. I love like history and all that stuff. So I decided to go back to school. It was during COVID and um, COVID was a strange time, obviously for everyone. So finally took a little bit of time to get to that point. Finally, I did broadcast. And during that time, I was like, I don't know. I had like an existential crisis. I was like, do I want to do news? Because, you know, this whole time I was so set on it and finally I'm doing it or like in that path. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this every day. It's super, super heavy. Of course, I knew that it would be heavy, heavy, excuse me. But like the COVID aspect, just everybody was going through a lot. And it was I didn't know if I could actually wake up every day and and, yeah. and do that and be okay mentally and emotionally and whatnot. Um, a teacher of mine, he worked for TSN. He was just a prof of mine. He was great. Um, and he basically told me like, Sarah, you can tell good stories through sports. Just try it out. So I'm one of those people. I went, I went all in. I was like, okay, bet. let me learn about sports or like, you know, the ins and outs. And I started with the CFL because one, the season was coming up and two, it, there were nine teams. I mean, I learned about all, all kinds of like, I learned about a lot of different uh, leagues, but specifically the CFL intrigued me because I was like, okay, nine teams, I can handle that. <laughs> and so that's the point part. <laughs> like, yeah, and, but not, it wasn't, it wasn't just for that reason. Like it was obviously, you know, I'm proud to support Canadian sports and all, all kinds of things. And so once I got into it, it quickly, like within this amount of time, like I'm showing my fingers, like a tiny little, little tiny thing um small amount of time I was like I was like I love this I really do and so it went from me learning f for you know to expose myself to something new and then quickly to like I'm a, I'm in love with this league I love the community and all of these other things so the way that I came into it was different because I find often people you know it's more generational they get mm -hmm. passed down from family and stuff like that like my family's from the Middle East they immigrated here before I was born but they they're, it's not a, it's not American football or Canadian football is not part of the culture. <laughs> so they just right. never knew much about it. And so I had to like teach myself everything and ask a hundred questions. I still ask a hundred questions to people, but I will say like, I'm so blessed to have the community be so accepting as well. And, 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 you know, allow me almost to enter the space and yeah, I haven't looked back. So I'm happy. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, that's yeah. cool. Uh, I think a lot of it may be too, because you always like seem genuinely interested when you talk to people. And so when you have that sort of genuineness, I think people sort of are drawn to it. So that helps. Mm -hmm. um, another thing you did this year, you joined the Ticats digital team. So uh, tell us a bit about that and, and some of the great things you guys are doing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it's kind of this funny thing because I covered the Argos. I'm an Argos girl at heart. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, <so funny. laughs> you know, but... Uh, <laughs> 
but I will say the Ticats team is incredible, you know, from like all the staff there that work to one, make the content, um, but also just even the management aspects um, are great. And basically I was on the lookout. I was like, I don't really know what to do. It's the season is starting so soon. And of course my priority is the CFL. So like if I can do something within that space, I'm going to try my best. So I reached out to a lot of people. They reached out to me. It was trying to figure out a lot of stuff going on at that moment. And um, I reached out to the person who was responsible for all uh, content with the tie cast, just saying like, Hey, you know, this is what I do. I just wanted to see, you know, what, what's going on. If you guys need any help, let me know type of thing. And it was so funny because it's Dave Cadeau. He's amazing, by the way. You should say hi to him if you ever come to a Tie Cats game. He's the nicest person. Um, he basically said, "Oh my God, I was going to reach out to you." <laughs> my so gosh. It, yeah, it was this funny thing where I was like, "Perfect." And so you know, we met. We talked about what what could happen, what could I do, and it was so kind of them because they essentially fit me in to their plan. Like they already had, you know, it was close to the season. They have everything figured out, and it's great cup year for them. And they were so kind. They said, "Okay, how can we put you in this thing?" And so essentially, it was like let's you know you can do videos you know from home make fun reels talk about the season talk about the players you know do all kinds of fun stuff and so that's kind of what i'm doing now it's been so much fun i love i love just working with them as a team but also like for me that's what i my favorite thing is just to make those fun videos was was part of what i had done before so it was a perfect transition and yeah we'll see what happens i mean i'm freelancing which is not what i expected at this point. <laughs> sometimes life hits you hard and you're like wait how did I get here? But at the same time, that's in those moments is when you try new things. And I feel like I'm so blessed because I've done so many new things within this freelance time. So I'm enjoying it. I well, it's like one of those things too, like you either take those opportunities, like you said, with adversity or like not knowing where you're going, you you're either going to shine or you're going to fail essentially but in that failure could come different success stories but for you like you sh like you shine the cfl family like we fell in love with you girl like it's you're an exceptional person like you're so you're inspirational to me i have to say yeah. you're very inspirational to me when i met you at combine i'm sorry guys i'm taking over it's all good. but i was like this girl hustles and i've been so lackluster i gotta pick up my game because she's so inspirational so i was like yep love sarah so amazing yeah absolutely the nicest thing ever but also right back at you i mean honestly i felt like i feel that's what i'm saying like this whole community is amazing and of course you guys especially like we met through combine just ran into each other like hey are you you know through twitter we know each other through twitter so it's this funny thing when you put a face to like the name on twitter yeah. um and immediately we were like united right. you know um yeah. and I, saw, I saw kayla too in ottawa which was really cool and that was so fun <laughs> that's the fun part right like you never know where you're going to meet people or re-see people that you make you know connect with in this community but i really appreciate you saying that oh my god you made my day <laughs> oh well no it, it's honest to goodness it's the truth of it i was telling andrew i was like this girl she's 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 incredible and that's what i love about the cfl is like when they're when we have genuine fans and people who actually love the cfl for what it is you just connect you could come from completely different spaces but you have that one thing that connects you so deeply. It's crazy. But in saying that, I know you probably have so many moments, but do you have a favorite moment so far reporting within the CFL? Oh my God. That's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. Um, I have a bunch because I've been very blessed. <laughs> but I, I mean, 
I okay, there's two that I can think of in my mind real quick. One, anything with pinball, anything related yeah. to pinball yeah. is like immediate, yes, immediate best best day of my life. Um, the other day he said something to me very nice. He was like, You're killing it. That was that was it. That That's day it. was written in the diary. <laughs> Your diary. <laughs> like he is the he's the best person out there, honestly. Um, and then the other one, this is so random and I don't know why I thought of this, but let me, I guess I'll just share it. Um, the first day, like first, first game, it was a preseason game last season that I ever really was like in the media space in this way, you know what I mean? Um, like in person going to games, it was in Guelph. It was a Argos versus Hamilton game. Um, and I was like, drove to Guelph. I was there to observe. Like I was just taking it all in, met so many people. Like that was the first time I met people in person that I had been interacting with. And after the game, there was a media room. It was basically MBT, McLeod Bethel Thompson, um, who was talking. It was, I think the coach and him only that were doing media after the game. And so I was like in the corner, like this little girl just watching everything, like absorbing the information. And people are asking him questions. I was not going to ask him nothing. I was like, I'm here to listen. And like everybody asked questions. And at the very end, he looks at me and he's like, he's like, are you not going to ask anything? But he was joking because if you know know he's like a fun guy, like he likes to joke around. And I was so like, embarrassed because I, I i i didn't have anything to ask and it's so i don't know why i said this but i looked at him i was like are you gonna win the great cup this year <laughs> i don't know what possessed me to say that and he started laughing he's like yeah like that's the plan and i remember that because obviously for me it's a significant moment like in the sense that it was my first time in that type of space but also they did win <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i'm like you know what that's that's good journalism i asked him <laughs> um came together right it all full circle but there's moments like that where you know you interact with incredible incredible athletes and people who they want to talk to you they want to share right and that's the good thing about the cfl so i've been blessed with a lot of different moments that i i love to like remember and, and that's one of them i guess <laughs> i love it that's amazing. Now, I I just think it's funny because I, I I I'm not the same you know shy person in the corner, but I remember on the first the first media scrum and you're standing there like I, I I'm not asking anything. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Please please don't be angry with me. Just just answer the question. <laughs> it was you know so it's, it gets you're it gets better when you're there. Deer in the headlights, kind of. That's how you're like. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it was uh, it's still very cool. But now uh, you're talking about these interactions. Uh, you've now started writing for three down and, and one of your first ones on three down was with Trey Ford. Um, tell us a little bit about that interaction and, and how did that go down for you? Yeah, Obviously, because, you know, we like him now. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> Trey Ford is one of the best people. He was actually my second time I'd interviewed him. The first time that I'd done that was last year. It was like a podcast. Both times he's super personable, joking around with me. You know, we were talking about Waterloo. He was telling me how there's a million geese in Waterloo. And we were like, just, he's very like, he'll tell you, you know, fun stories and whatnot. He's a really cool guy. But this, so this time around, we'd already talked. So it was, uh, you know, I felt like, okay, cool. You know, he, we, we already know each other. Um, and he was awesome. He was, he was very open with me and, and, and he, he basically shared his experience of like what, what it was like waiting, so to speak mm. for his chance. And I, I tried to ask like, you know, 
getting a little bit to figure out, you know, was he stressed? Was he preparing? Did he know? Like, what was going on at that during that time? And essentially, he said that, like, the hardest or one of the challenges that he faced was that he was so used to being like that guy in university, you know, like, yep. he, he, you're the quarterback, you're the guy, everybody's coming to you, you're making the plays, da, 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 da. And then now suddenly you're what I think it was fourth string, right? With Kyle Oxley in the mix when he's coming in to the Edmonton Elks or, or I guess not coming in, but like this season I'm thinking. Um, and, and, and not that like, he wasn't upset about that. Like he was totally like, yeah, of course, like that's how it was, but it was hard for him to wrap his head around what my role is. He was like, I don't really know exactly how to what in like what to do myself with my with myself in a sense because it is a very different situation to what he's been in before um and especially like thinking it's so funny how how things have changed so much because in your mind right you're starting off the season there's taylor cornelius jared Dady, kyle oxley and you and the conversation's not really you're not in the conversation a lot of time people asked about him like a hundred times where's trey forward da 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 he wasn't like mentioned or he was like, he's not ready yet or whatever that was. Um, and that's fine. But I think he just, you know, it was an adjustment period, but I think he handled it well. Right. It's like, how do you still keep that role of like preparation? How do you, how do you work still just as hard? Um, how do you also help other people and know your, know how to navigate that? Um, and I think he did a great job and you can see it like he was ready. And he said that when he found out, you know, obviously that he was starting, cause I think they had a practice, um, I think after their bye week where yep. it was him and Jared Dagey that were like head to head, so to speak. And then eventually he found out that he was going to start and he's like, I called my, my dad, I called my brother, I called my <laughs> wife. Like it was like, you know, a good moment for him, which is nice. Um, and his dad, he was telling me about his dad, his dad is very like the biggest fan of his and obviously his twin is his twin brother Tyrell as well. So his dad was like, you're the best quarterback in the CFL. Let's go. Like he was like, <laughs> and I love that energy. And and he's doing amazing. So, you know, good for Trey. <laughs> I think too, yes. and and I, I like how you said that because I I know for me, having been to a whole bunch of practices, like right from training camp right through to when he did get the start, when they did announce that he was start like his practice level went way up. Like it was it was like, oh okay now now like mike you had said right the lights come on mm -hmm. and they play different and right. and and it it yeah he looked like a diff almost a different quarterback once that was announced that he was going to start right so but you look back at the early practices and you're like I'm, wait are you gonna when are you gonna be that we're all waiting for trey ford and then it's like right. but it, it he needed to get he needed to get that announcement and i think he needed to be in Darius Jackson's system too, which yeah. we're going to talk about when we talk about the uh, the game from this past weekend. But uh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was uh, I just wanted to no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so we, obviously we've crossed the crossed the halfway point of the season now. Um, what to you has kind of been the biggest surprise of the first half, and 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 what are you most excited for for the second half of the season? Oh my goodness. Honestly, this season has been like expect the unexpected. Like there's yeah. just hundred change. I mean, it started in the off season, right? When you think about it at the, there was so many quarterback changes and other positions as well, big guys moving around. And then like, okay, we get to the season where like, you know, example, Bo Levi Mitchell, he's got this quickly, you know, of course gets the injury. And that happened to a lot of different teams, right? Where you're seeing these, these veterans getting these injuries. Of course, 
teams are prepared for that situation. Like it's the whole point of having backup quarterbacks, et cetera. But I guess not to this degree, or I don't know, like it just really changed the dynamics, especially I would even say Ottawa. Big, I would say Ottawa is probably the biggest surprise. I mean, Edmonton was a big surprise, but it was in, in terms of like what happened, like the different stages yeah. of the story, if that makes sense. Um, but Ottawa was to me the biggest surprise because I feel like without um, Jeremiah Masoli, it was question mark. Like, I feel like we were yeah. like, Jeremiah yeah. Masoli's back. And like, yeah. that was the main story. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some other guys that came in. There's like, obviously, Shaq Evans is a great receiver. Uh, of course, Nate Bahar has always been great, too. Like, there's like, there's other people, too, on that team that are that are great. But it's like, we were so focused on Jeremiah Masoli's return. And then, and then, of course, the injury, unfortunately, that was that was devastating, I think, to all of us. I can't even talk about it. Uh, but you know we didn't expect and then obviously um you know the other quarterback as well had gotten injured and then you didn't expect Dustin Crumb to take over how he did especially in that first those first few you know games where he he was starting um so I'd say that is probably the biggest unfortunately it doesn't seem like Ottawa is keeping the momentum as we we would maybe hope for them more as a team but I we think were okay like with that this week just so you know yeah, that, was, that was fine they can go back on their streak now. Now, yeah, like, right. Been, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, just want to make sure we knew that. Yeah, but no, I mean that's the thing. Like, there's so many. You never know. It just really is like a you never know. And I think that's what makes the CFL fun. That makes what makes it interesting. It helps us who talk about the CFL, you know, come up with stories and and things every week. But like. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. I will say the quarterback changes have been, you know, the quarterback carousel as they call it in the offseason is always or has been a big story since for a while. Um, then the injuries, of course, is, is devastating. But the fact that we're able to also see newer, younger guys come up, I think is amazing because I think people always say, does the CFL have a quarterback problem? You know, kind of like, where can we get this next generation, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're seeing them right now and they might not yeah. be fully yeah, developed, yeah. but like they're there. And I love that because it's fun. It's exciting. And it's also just the future. You know, if you're going to get new people to hop in, like right now is the time. If there's new young guys that maybe know him or resonate with him or whatever that may be. Right. So it is a cool time. Um, and I think it's going to continue that way where it's like unexpected events will occur. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to get even cooler because Labor Day is this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Who is excited? We all are. That's just not even a question. Um, so what has the hype been like around the coming upcoming Ticats and Argos games? And have you experienced any other Labor Day classics? I haven't. I've only seen <gasps> Argos Ticats. I know. It's okay. It's okay. I know. I know. I mean, I've watched through TV, obviously. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, in terms of hype, I think there's hype every year. Obviously, Thai Cats fans are extremely passionate. And Labor Day is like, that's where the rivalry began, like historically for the artists and the Thai Cats. So it's it's not just, okay, it's so much fun because this is a big deal. It's like, it's rooted like in that, you know, this is why we hate you kind of thing. <laughs> and boy, do they. <laughs> right? So I think that's where it comes from. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's always going to be so much fun. I think it's fun. I think people like enjoy the fact that, you know, one, it's a good rivalry game and obviously the other games as well that are happening that weekend. But also people always say Labor Day is when, you know, the CFL begins, so to speak. I, right. I here's my thing. I will, re I will rebuke and reject that. <laughs> That's just I love the CFL in any stage that it's at, but 
I get it though. Um, so I think, yeah, like, I mean, the hype is definitely, big. I feel like I'm torn. I feel like I have like two, I don't know, things yeah. on my back. I'm like, what do I do? But you guys know what I, you guys know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll pull through. You'll pull through. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's going to be a good game for sure. Especially with what a Hamilton did in BC question marks all over that one. Yay. So, you know, that's awesome for them. Like why, you know, it makes it more interesting as a fan. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I know we're excited for it. And um, I know, you know, we say Labor Day starts, you know, the CFL season starts on, on Labor Day. And yes, we've seen a bunch of games, but, uh, you know, according to my therapist, the first half of the season didn't happen anyway. So it's fine. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's safer to say it that way. Every Just, else yeah. fan probably saying the yeah, same. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, super fan, do we have uh, fan questions that we can? Uh, uh, let's scroll back. I think we have a few different things in here. Uh, so we've got, uh, how was the atmosphere, uh, after the Elks one in Hamilton, you were there. So I yeah. assume. So what was it like seeing Edmonton getting that first win of the season? I mean, I thought it was cool because I feel like they needed it. <laughs> um, but I mean, in terms of the atmosphere, <laughs> um, it was weird because it was like a pause, like it was like an hour right. and a half of rain. Oh, yeah. So the whole game, like we were exhausted. It was probably like 1231 by the time that, you know, the actual game is right. done. A lot of people had left because of the rain. You know, um, it was a Thursday night, I think, too. So it was like people are going to work the next day. So it was in that regard, unfortunately, the fans, I think there was way less fans than there normally would be. <laughs> um, but I will say fans, some fans, didn't were in the stands the whole time like there was like a couple i mean you couldn't see from that much that were like in the rain thunder whatever <laughs> just chilling like in the waiting whatever drinking i guess i don't know um so there were some people that were i guess you know super hyped regardless but they were playing you know like all these rain related songs like it's raining men and like whatnot so people were still having fun it was a good time but you know, of course, anytime there's a loss in Hamilton, it's not necessarily going to be super hype. But I think overall, like, just the fact that, that the Elks won, like, I mean, I'm speaking as a person who cares about the CFL as a whole. Right. So I was like, okay, like, you claps for you. You know, this is definitely a good moment. <laughs> just like that low clap, like, yeah, yeah. No one saw that, right? Yeah, don't do it at Tim Hortons Field. We don't no. want you, we want you to be safe, Sarah. Do we want you to be safe? <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh Kobe wants to know, uh, what would be your dream CFL interview? Oh my god. Ooh. You're throwing good ones at me. Yeah. That's I, mean, I feel like there's the there's the like legendary, you know, historical people, and yes. then there's people now, if that makes sense. Um in terms of, okay, I'll give you both historical or his, you know, old school kind of guys. Um, I mean, probably like a Doug Flutie, you know, sure, yeah. I mean, that's okay. just like, yeah. And then in terms of right now, that's, I feel like I've interviewed quite a few people. Sure. Um, I would love to, maybe it's even, I haven't talked to Zach Kalaros ever, so maybe him. Oh, cool. And just, mm. you know, or even Bo, Le Bo Levi Mitchell, excuse me, maybe like them together. They're super veteran. Like maybe get some veterans together. Ooh, and do like cool. a round table situation. That would be cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's okay, hang on a idea. second. Kayla, who's your dream is ECFL interview? I wouldn't be able to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one? Historical and current. 
Oh, historical front stamps, but See? I wouldn't be able to get through it. So it would yeah. that's just a non-issue. I have to pick somebody else because I just be like. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese, oh gosh. Um, oh, that's tough. I don't know. Come, I, I I'm going to answer that later. I got to think about that. Okay. I think I already know Mike's, but Mike. Uh, I'd want to interview Marco Sincar just to watch oh. the look on your face. Cheer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because my yeah. my part of that interview would be like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. That's your friend stamps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Does he still have the mullet? To me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, who doesn't yeah. mullet right. envy yeah exactly you've got aj olette for if you want a mullet envy right now <laughs> oh, that is a sweet mullet oh it's unbelievable yeah uh, let's yeah. see what we have for questions here ah see here's one after my own heart uh so for sarah have you started collecting anything cfl very good question um i'm trying to this is so random because it's not an actual collection but somebody gifted me a good friend of mine karina she covers the wnba um she gifted me one year like a scrunchie like an argos cover scrunchie and i wear it all the time because when i'm at home i'll just put my hair up whatever and then i went to um commonwealth actually and i was like looking at the little shop and i was like let me i need to get a memory or something i don't know and the per i got a scrunchie because i was like <laughs> this cool. is just connecting you know i'm gonna use this so I, I wear i have them and i wear them i have an elf scrunchie and an argo scrunchie and i tried when i went to the owls game i tried to get a scrunchie and they didn't have one so i got like oh. a little pin um never wore the pin it's in the like thing or whatever the packaging <laughs> but i don't have a specific collection but i would like to do make like scrunchies the, at the thing i don't know what do you That'd guys be awesome i love that are you Very kidding cool. me i have just like the scrunchy hill on my, in my bathroom. <laughs> See, that'll be great for Grey Cup. You could have what different one every game, every day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, See, yeah. we're up for the whole league. I'll or myself wearing the scrunchie on game day of like whatever team it is. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, am I manifesting for them? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just we need to get a CFL one next. That's yeah, what we need to get. Yeah. I All right, what do you guys have in the scrunchie? Yeah, exactly. Envy exactly. again, envy again. Yeah. yeah. All right, I have lots more. of envy. I can't put it in scrunchy anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> All right, one more here. Uh, Coach Vic, uh, who does Sarah follow on social media and her favorite inspirations? Oh, um, I mean, I follow a bunch of CFL people, of course, and mm -hmm. all kinds of great people in terms of inspiration. That's a good one. Um. I mean, this is like, okay, I have a cheesy answer and then I have like another answer. Why cheesy? <laughs> cheesy answer is the fans are really an inspiration. And I, that's so cheesy, but it's honestly true because I learn from like what everybody's saying. I'm like, ah, oh, true. Like, you know, you, you, the culture aspect of the CFL is very much seen through the community. So I get inspired from that. Um, in terms of like a per specific person, it's obviously Kayla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you better rethink your life. <laughs> I mean, she's the commissioner. She wrote it too. So no, I mean, she, no, you guys are great. I obviously follow you guys. You guys are amazing. I, I love like following everybody. I were, I used to work um, with Kayla Gray who worked uh, for the, who's the sideline reporter for TSN for the Raptors. So, I mean, Obviously, I know her personally, but also she's always been an inspiration in terms of career. But it's definitely, you know, all the community, you guys included, Kayla, of course, like everyone. It's just it's just so much fun to be part of this whole experience. 
Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I see Cliffy here saying, you know, Sarah follows the Alouette's flight deck. So clearly she has fantastic taste. So that's good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Got to join in Cliffy D. Um, All right. Well, um, one other question that I had for you before we get into the elk stuff. Um, You've mentioned it a few times with the fans and and all that kind of thing. But what, what does the CFL family mean to you? Oh my goodness. That's honestly (laughs) the main, like, again, cheesy, but it's true is it's the main reason why I push so hard for all of this stuff. Like when I got truth be told, it's hard to find a job within the CFL, right? Whether it's like with a team or with the league or whatever. And it's not because, um, you know, of skill sets, like, it's not like, Oh, you know, people can't get the jobs because they're not, you know, whatever. It's more to do with amount of opportunity when it's a league like this. And there's not as much coverage as in my opinion, there should be. And there's not as many, just not as many doors open, right. For newer people to come in. It's hard. So when I was like looking for opportunities, that was my first focus was, okay, CFL is a priority. How can I cover this league in some capacity? Um, And still to this day is a priority of mine. It's like, if I didn't love the community and the the people so much, I could have easily in like a week given up, you know what I mean? And so it's again, the cheesiest answer, but like, it means so much to me, not only in terms of work, like it's not about making money or having a job necessarily. It's more just like, I want to contribute. And how can I do that? I think ultimately when I, I feel like literally I was thrown somehow into the space in a beautiful way and i'm so grateful i feel like god just was placed me and was like here go and I was like, okay. and, and it, but it's the best thing ever because it's exactly where i'm i feel like i'm supposed to be or I, I love at least um i don't know the future i don't know what's gonna happen obviously but i feel like there's no way that i'm gonna ever let it go even if it's just a way of like you know, tweeting a couple things here and there, or like coming to games and talking to people, or eventually I'd love to find a way to help people. And I don't know how, I mean, it could be some sort of charity or an event or something like, I think that there it's, it's really like football, the football part is incredible, but it's all the people connected to it. And that includes fans, staff, players, like, it's just such a blessing. So that's really what it means to me. And I don't, you guys will get annoyed at me. You'll see my face for years. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, probably not. I, think you're good. I, I don't think the annoying part is ever going to come. We're, yeah. we're very happy you're there. Um, now let's, let's talk. Uh, last week, we kind of missed it on the main pod a little bit. Um, of course, the week before we had talked about the departure of Victor Kui, um, and now Rick Lawlisher coming back in to uh, guide the ship in an interim uh, position until they can find a new president. Um, I was really happy with that move. Uh, Mike, you, uh, you know, you know of Rick probably more so than, <laughs> right. than, uh, than any of us, but uh, uh, what, what was your thoughts on that? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I wasn't sure you meant me or Sarah. Uh, So I think it was great. Obviously, uh, Rick was here. uh, In fact, he was here the entire Ricky Ray career. He was here 2002 to 2011. Um, As president, prior to that, he was on the board of directors. So was his brother. Um, He just really seems to get what this this team means to Edmonton, um, what it means to the entire community, and what it means to the league. And uh, he was there at a, a period of real uh stability and growth for this team um uh we saw a lot of obviously some great wins the first 
three of his first four years, we were in the Grey Cup winning the last two. Yeah. That's that's really hard to beat. And again, overseeing uh, some great initiatives that were introduced during that time. And hopefully we're going to see a lot more of that um, coming. And, and I think he'll be able to hand off uh, at the end of the season to someone who will steward this this team for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Sarah, I guess just on, on from your point of view, because um, I, I know across the league, like Victor was... Uh, really well known and and all that kind of thing. Um, what was what was your reaction when the change happened? I mean, I think it was a surprise for sure. <laughs> I mean, at least on my end, I know other people that were closer to the organization were basically saying that they had they had known or had an, an inkling, I guess you could say, about maybe this type of change. Um, for me, it wasn't. I had no idea, and yeah, it was a surprise. It was definitely a little bit sad. I mean he put so much into the team and and really cared about it it's also a team that he grew up watching um but i think like i think change i think ultimately when you you know in hindsight i mean we're not really hindsight ready yet but like still kind of in hindsight it's like all the changes that are happening can i think only benefit the league or sorry the, well the league yes but the team in some way i think there had to be some changes with mm -hmm. within the Ellis organization for it to go in the direction that I think everybody wanted to go. I don't know if it had to be Victor by any means. I'm not, you know, in those spaces to know that, but like, I think it was something was bound to happen and it just so happened that it was Victor and yeah, it was a shock. And, and hopefully, you know, like I said, the changes are positive in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we talk about this amazing game, cause we want to talk about that so much. Um, Terry Vaughn, Goes up on the wall of honor. Yes. Wow. Uh, we had him and uh, Rick Walter and Singor on the show last <sighs> week. And if you guys joined us, it was a ton of fun. If you haven't listened, please go back and check it out. So Sorry, funny. Mike. I know the one show list for you. I'm glad that you're yeah. better. Um, but just Kayla, tell us a little bit. You were down on the field taking photos. And and what, what was the whole experience like? Like it was meant, I was meant to be, like Sarah said, I was just meant to be in there. Like it just, I felt so comfortable and I felt like I was a part of it. And just seeing those legends, like going around in the circle and taking photos of them and just watching their reaction and cheering on not only their teammate, but you know, the entire team as well. It was just, it was a really memorable moment and I was incredibly honored and I have the Elks to thank for that and really really grateful about like the events that they allowed us to be a part of so it was um i mean ricky ray was right there yeah <laughs> no I've, i mean i've seen it like obviously with his uh his little ceremony but yeah it, it like all those guys and this was a little bit before my time kind of on the cusp of me coming into football but i never got to experience that game live all these players were like babies watching back. I was like, oh my gosh, Jason Tucker's a baby. Like, <laughs> oh my word, Ricky Ray has hair. Ah, like, what is this craziness? <laughs> but to actually like meet these guys first and then go back and like watch the games like with Rick Walters, it was just, it's it's an incredible experience. And then to see them honored and Ricky Ray, or um, Terry Vaughn honored, it was, I have no words. I just, punched my box that's how excited i was <laughs> well, an, actual, an um, actual cardboard box <laughs> okay great good good recovery yeah excellent <laughs> yes, title of the yes. podcast okay uh super fan um your thoughts terry going up on the wall yeah i gotta say i absolutely hated terry vaughn uh when 
through the first half of his career when he played in Calgary because he burned us so often. So when he came in 1999 to join the team, it was just like one of those things that was like, yes, because he is incredibly talented and I just, I want to be able to love this guy. And now I can, um, he had a great record where he never lost on Labor Day for the first eight years of his of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we were on the losing end of that for yeah. a large part. But then when he came over, he brought those winning ways with us. And then again, into that 2002-2003 era uh, to 2004, um, it was just a privilege for people to watch him play. He is the king of yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Coach Vic just put in the chat, so cool that his banner is on the goal line because he spent a lot of time crossing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're saying his magic is going to follow us into Calgary oh, this weekend? I certainly hope well, so. I, I hope. Well, you know what? There, there is a part of me though that just wonders. Like all of that, that tradition was there, and Singor talked about it last week. How the the tradition mm-hmm. has been hard um, to to get through to some of these guys because we've had such an overhaul with our yeah. roster, and maybe that tradition and ha- seeing those guys and where they came from, maybe that, you know, it, it maybe it does spark a little bit and uh, right. nothing wrong with making it uh, carry on. That's, that's very exciting to me. All right, let's talk about our game. The Elks win at home. Finally, at 22 games, the streak is over and the streak is at one in uh, the good matter for home wins Two for wins in general um 30 to 20 over the ottawa red blacks um the party was on after that game uh, no one wanted they, to leave and the countdown like the last six seconds you'd swear we were at a new year's eve party and yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy it was it was bonkers um so uh so much fun uh so many good things to talk about uh sarah let's start with you what did you see that you liked in this game I mean, like I said, congrats. It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, for me, watching trade forward run is just so much fun. Like oh. this man does not give up. <laughs> I remember, you know, obviously he made a lot of key runs that helped in terms of yardage, but there was one moment in the middle of the third quarter, I think it was, I think it was a first down where he seemed like he was about to like trip on red blacks you know defensive players he just keeps going and then somebody grabs him like by the shirt and then he just keeps going (laughs) he just never gave up and to me honestly it doesn't just help like i said in terms of yardage of course but i feel like it also just allows for the momentum to keep going um and just to bring confidence to the other players like if they're seeing their quarterback like okay he's going off when he needs to and and taking control of the situation it makes you feel one confident because he's doing well and he's moving the ball forward, but also it makes you feel confident because it's like a trust thing. Like, okay, he's got this, so I'm gonna do it too, and I got this too. And and so it was really, really cool to see that flow of the game. And there was one point too, I think it was like, I don't remember when, but maybe during halftime or something where he like ran, it wasn't, there was no game happening. Like he just ran to someone. And I think one of the announcers, I don't remember who it was, was like, wow like he just keeps running like he's <laughs> <laughs> probably so, dusty yeah <laughs> yeah so it was no it was really great to see him do what he what he did and, and kind of just the whole vibe that came from that as well from all the other guys i agree kayla what do you got oh man i have so much but i'll try i'll narrow it down 
<laughs> but just going off of what Sarah said about Trey, I mean, he looked like he was having fun and it showed he was laughing when he was ran and got tackled. He's like, yeah, I made the one of scrimmage, joking around with Mark Cordy on the field. Like it was contagious and you could feel it. Like he was having fun, but he was playing some serious football. First quarter when he made a few errors, he fixed those and moved on, right? Adjustments. <laughs> Um, but a 469 net offensive yards. It's lovely, isn't it? A balance, pretty well a balance of rushing and passing. And Eugene Lewis coming into form and making Eugene Lewis catches. Moving the ball downfield, controlling the time of possession, actually making those deep field catches, trusting your receivers. The receivers actually gaining the confidence of their quarterback I, and he was using all of like all of them freaking Dunbar with that snatch catch like I mean even though the first quarter didn't result in much they picked it up and oh I mean hang on one oh and no turnovers yeah yeah not a one not a one either team but none for us what? is a big deal Come on. A big deal <laughs> we're not talking about both teams we're talking about our team but it was just it was just chef's kiss playing smart football. I mean, we'll talk about some of the things that we'll need to fix, but it was just a palpable relief that you could feel from the players, the coaches, the organization, the fans. I would so far say the CFL in general was just like, oh, it happened. It freaking happened. That's, that's, I'm sweating right now. I'm just like... <laughs> You're, I'm so jacked. Oh, <laughs> and then Shannon Brooks, like little fly jump oh, yeah, the, and fly. The fly jump was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. So I'm not going to, I'll let you guys have some, but ooh, man okay. alive. <laughs> All right, super fan, you're up. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. People have touched on it, of course. Everyone's been talking about Trey Ford this week, uh, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. What a performance. Um, he has a quarterback rating of 158.3. The highest you can get as a quarterback rating is 158.3. Um, absolutely astounding. So for me, if I was going to give out a game ball for this, I would give it to Jarius Jackson, actually. I he called a magnificent 100%. game. Uh, 100%. Kayla touched on it that we had great balance. 163 yards rushing versus 317 yards passing, uh, which is a great ratio. And when when you can get 100 yards rushing, you're happy. When you get 163, yeah. you're, especially me, I'm ecstatic. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. Hard to believe. Um, you can't ignore that Gavin Cobb reception yeah. at the start oh, that second half. Yeah. What an absolute, especially for someone like Gavin Cobb, who is one of those guys that I, a lot of people love whenever they meet him, and he doesn't really get a lot of press yet. So I'm kind of hoping this, you know, springboards to bigger things. Um, and while, you know, of course, I loved Niles Morgan on defense, we were texting back and forth during the yeah. game, and I yeah. brought it up. It's just like he just seemed to be around the ball all the time, which is great. Yeah, uh, nine yeah. tackles in that game. Nine yeah. tackles and nine? just yeah, and one of them, of course, being the the big the sack, sack too, right? Yeah. So um yeah, Niles had an out. I mean, the defense had a good game. They controlled yeah. crumb, which is yeah. hard to do. Um, you know, they did get that final drive, um, but most of the time they they are they were controlling and, and not getting much past maybe one or for two first down. So uh, lots of punting for, for Ottawa, which is nice for us. So we can uh, take that. a good job with the defense there. Um, 
we could all gush more about the the offense, but I am uh, I, I'm giving my shout out to Dean Faithful because yeah, he was faithful. Old yeah, faithful. he was. Yep, old faithful. Three for three on field goals. Three for three on converts. Uh, should have been four for four on field goals if it wasn't for a dumb, stupid penalty. Um, but they got it back, so yeah, they did get it back. But still, um, so I, I yeah, on a on a week where we didn't even know if he was going to play, um, he he was there and successful. So uh, I yeah. got to give my yeah. my shout outs to Dean, uh, and he had almost no voice after the game, which was hilarious, and uh, <laughs> I was very similar. I don't know why. Uh, all right. A couple of things that we should work on. Um, Sarah, is there something in the game that you saw that you're like, oh, that, that that's the thing they have to be kind of focused on for next week? Well, did they have 13 penalties? They sure mm-hmm. did. 13 penalties for 124 <laughs> yards. Yes. So that. That's um, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think like, I think, I think, it's hard because it's like, obviously there's always something you can fix in a football game, especially when you have 13 penalties. But I almost feel like let's, this game is like a prize possession and like you can't even, I can't even like, you know, you got what you, you checked it off, that's it. Like, <laughs> You know what, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, super fan, let's go to you this time and then we'll go back to Kayla. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, penalties, like you said, are huge, but it's specific penalties. It's the mm-hmm. ones you can definitely should be able to control. Yeah. Uh, when Jake's Reza gets an offside, like that's just you know, like his motor is just running and he's trying to anticipate the snap. I can live with that. It's the kick out of bounds. Yep. It's the too many men penalty, which has happened multiple times over the last three games. Yeah. That's something that just needs to be cleaned up. That's just mental errors that we have to to fix because we can't beat ourselves. It's hard enough to beat the other team sometimes. So. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and especially when it's Labor Day coming up, we have to control ourselves and maybe make them take some penalties. I agree. I agree. Commissioner? Yep, that was a thing with that stupid too many men backing Dean up and unfortunately missing that field goal because now we had to punt. And those illegal kicks in that game on both sides were just crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, like Mike said, going into Labor Day, you know, you're going into a place where you're not very successful. And I mean, you could be a great team and still lose for some reason at McMahon. And these aren't terrible stats, but we are 50% in the red zone in this game. So we have to clean up. We have to capitalize on those, that time of possession and actually get into, into the end zone. And I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very, very doable, but you just have to put that gas down and just go all four quarters. That first quarter was a bit shaky. I totally like you got to get into the groove of things Mm -hmm. and they found their groove, which is awesome. But you're going into Labor Day again. It's got to be the discipline. It's got to be the competitiveness and it has to has to be all four quarters. Absolutely. uh, for mine, uh, the only thing that I just kind of wanted to touch on was that we, we really got to work on stopping the run. <laughs> like another hundred yards given away on the run. Um, so that that's going to be a focus definitely for this week because we know uh, they're going to try and, and plow Diedrich Mills uh, coming yep. at us. So we'll talk about that when we get to our other game. Um, no signings or releases this week. So uh, that's kind of cool. But uh, some injuries that we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, Dylan yeah. Mitchell leaving the game with uh, about a minute left in the first half um, with an upper body injury. I'm assuming from that pop that he took 
work in the end zone. Um, so we, uh, you know, we hope he's okay. And uh, Jake Taylor also leaving the game with an upper body injury. So we'll have to keep an eye on that when they get hit back the practice field, which I believe is Wednesday is when they should be back on there. So, um, all right. So, um, I'm excited for all of the things to come when we talk about that next game. But for now, Mike, are you ready to do a little bit of horde and tell? Yeah, I think I can uh, pull something interesting from the horde. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's weird. You don't. Know. I know. Uh, one thing we'd love to point out, though, uh, as we do love history as well in this, is the passing of Rich Stubler. Very sad. Um, he was with the team three different times, 91 to 95, 98 and 2011, uh, which were years that were marked with some phenomenal defenses, including that great cup win in 1993. So um, he has forgotten more about defense than most anyone else on this planet ever knew. Uh, and he will definitely be missed. He was a great character for sure. So hundred um, percent. And yeah. thank you for mentioning that, Mike, we were at the tailgate when that announcement came and, and, uh, and shook us a little bit before the game. So, uh, and uh, yeah, talking to AJ gas at the time. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, uh, we, we know he was, he was watching down and enjoying that win as well. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, one thing I talked about last time I was on, uh, how excited I was to get one of these bad boys, a, a <laughs> honest to goodness printed. <laughs> this is real or else I couldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> pocket schedule um it's one of the things i started collecting longest ago was those schedules um when we had season tickets when i was a kid you got a um a something like where, where did i put them now uh the the cjca pocket schedules looked kind of like these i have some there oh yeah there's 1971 there's 76 79 etc up to the the 1984 kind of thing. CJCA, they always came with it, but they always had other pocket schedules. And back in the day, they made um, all different brands. They were sort of like the Wild West. Everyone kind of made one, but the one that was really consistent, there was uh, an insurance company uh, called Crown Life. And this came in just today, and I absolutely love it. 1951 Ooh. pocket schedule. Uh, this is back when they still called it rugby. Uh, so, uh, fortunately for me, because it was called rugby, I was able to get that pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> the they, they have the referee signals. And this is Looks only like the third year. It, does look, yeah. it might be. <laughs> we should put, we need to put those signals to a dance. That'd be unbelievable. And there's yeah. the Western Interprovincial Football Union or the WIFU. Um, <laughs> and you can see edmonton in there so again that's their third season this was the season where everything kind of turned around for the team it's the year we got uh roly miles and normie mm. kwong joined the team so i really love that uh they kind of kept that design for a while you can see there's 51 here is 1953 and that's the first year it was called football instead of rugby or rugby football okay. which was kind of neat uh they went that all the way up to 1959 with that similar kind of design if not exactly the same and after that, 1960, they changed the look. It is still Ooh, like a crown one. life. Uh, you yeah. can see the little bit of information. And then they would have the local radio station on there. Same kind of thing on the inside with all the schedules. There's the WIFU schedule pre-Grey Cup. Uh, then in 62, they changed the look of it. They had this little guy in the front. And then they had a <laughs> variation of him in various poses up until uh, 1970. He, he strikes a lot of fear. Doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. he just make you just think, oh my goodness, that guy coming out <laughs> me, I'm just, I'm terrified. Um, and then 
1971, uh, Crown Life was bought out by Standard Life, and they started making schedules, and they started using photography on the front, which I absolutely love. Nice. Um, Look at so, that logo. Oh, that logo is And on the so inside, good. then you actually had specific to your team, and then on the after, the other pages was the rest of the league. So kind of neat to be able to just have that coming in uh, your season ticket packages and seeing those. <coughs> they kind of kept that photography design until 77, when they just had the year right. on the front. Again, same thing where you would have your team at the very beginning and then the rest of the league. Uh, and that went until 85. So that's, again, we started having illustrations. And then the entire thing was based on your team uh, up until 87. In 88, there wasn't a sponsor. So we had EMS Ooh. ones that Ooh. came out. And after that, it was all uh, team-based. So the teams put out their own pocket schedules. There's the 89 one, uh, which was our 40th season. Uh, which is a great, great uh, year. There's a one from 96. That's the first year oh, we uh, switched goodness. that AE logo. Yeah. That's the introduction of Nanook when yeah. he first joined. Uh, probably my favorite uh, slogan we ever had. Yeah. I know what this was, one is. Yep. Defend the turf. That's 2003, <laughs> the year that started. And of course, a tribute to the team we just uh, honored at halftime in the last game. Um, next kind of slogan we had came in, uh, what is that, 2008? We were talking about the RUN yes. and referring to us as the Eskimo Empire, yeah. which referred to all the fans. Um, in 2015, they started going to a little more generic, but uh, fans' photos on the inside, which were kind of neat. And then the last year, uh, up until this year, was the 2019 schedule pre-COVID in 2021-22. They didn't put out a schedule. So I thought for sure this would be the end of pocket schedules, but uh, from what they tell me, they're going to keep going. So. Woo! One of my collection keeps going, which is always makes me happy. <laughs> oh, that's that's so awesome when you bring up this old stuff. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So it's it's so cool. Um, uh, Avery said that that cartoon guy from 1962 had a 123 yard rushing yard day against 19 carriers versus Winnipeg. So that's why so do you think cool. I like him so much? Correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, the other cool thing is uh, if uh, if you want, you should join us on YouTube because uh, Jamin Pelly and uh, and Melissa are both in the chat and they're oh. chatting with each other. Um, and if uh, if you missed it. Um, the I, this is hard for me to talk about. The jersey retirement was unbelievable for Christian oh Salisbury. Gosh. And uh, yeah. if you get a chance, uh, go back, find it on our Twitter, watch the stream. Um, it was it was Amazing. unbelievably touching, yeah. and um, uh, just thinking about you, Mom and Melissa. So we're 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 thinking about you. Um, okay, let's go to something more fun. Let's talk about Labor Day weekend. Uh, we've got our uh, our big game on Monday. We travel to McMahon. It's a five o'clock start. Um, Calgary is coming off that loss to Toronto. I know you're really Yay! excited about that, right, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Calgary was the only team that had beat them, so right. revenge. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, we can side with you. <laughs> a win for the Elks means we leapfrog the stamps in the standings, which is unbelievable. Um, so I mean, everybody outside of Calgary is an Elks fan this weekend, right? Oh, gotta absolutely. Be. It's got to be. It's got to be. On, okay. Man. We need to one for one main reason, and that's who's our guest next week? <laughs> mm. Well, our guest is our regular Labor Day villain, one Ryan from the Ghost Amps Go show will be here. <laughs> and uh, so I'm be, already planning uh, my exit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kayla just fades out. Yeah, just just yeah. pops yeah. in to scare him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
All right, Sarah, in this game, uh, what would you say the Elks need to do to win this game on Monday? I mean, let, first I want to say that it's so crazy <laughs> how the Elks are not that far behind in terms of right. like, Calgary's three and eight, Elks are two and nine. Like, that's just so wild to me. Um, and it's crazy because Jake Mayer, honestly, I feel like he only targeted Toronto and was like, let me just be good, really good or good enough or whatever. I don't know. Because <laughs> he was just not able to throw many passing touchdowns this season so far. So I feel like just if you can, if you can bring down Jake Mayer's confidence in some way, if the defense can really get to him, I think that's how, that's really what you're going to get. Because I feel like one of the things he was saying even like earlier on in the season was the confidence factor and you can see it play out in the season like there's so many times that he just makes strange decisions in my opinion or like it's just not what you expected from him so yeah get in his head <laughs> yeah uh, i am i'm i i support this 100 <laughs> percent uh commissioner what do we gotta do for this yeah. one I guess I kind of like spoiled it for myself but i already talked about like the improvement so it's <laughs> okay I'll just I'll, I'll just repeat. I mean, you're going into McMahon. You have to play four quarters. I mean, it doesn't honestly. It doesn't matter how bad this Calgary team is right now. It does not matter because they just they're that annoying team that can find an impossible way to win. And we were a team that could find an impossible way to lose. That's dead and forgotten. But it's that game. It's just, it's going into Calgary. It's going into McMahon. So you have to play all four quarters. You have to be disciplined. You cannot take 13 penalties. You cannot take seven penalties. You can't, <laughs> you have to be completely strict on your gameplay. Jarius Jackson, keep doing what you're doing. Have a little creativity. I really wish we had Purifoy in this game, but we don't. But it just discipline, competitiveness, and let Trey Ford go ham trust each other and you guys got this Ooh, wow I, I agree with the discipline part except uh, when we were talking to aj we decided that if somebody just wanted to pick up a helmet and throw it down the field it would be perfectly i fine. mean we would, that's, we one. Would, that's one that's one it'd be perfectly fine rick yeah. lawlisher is like yes please that'll sell tickets next week that'd be fantastic <laughs> exactly. you please do that i was there for the first time that happened could you do it again that'd be awesome yeah, who volunteers um, for tribute exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh super fan what are we well, do? I think, you know, in, in lieu of maybe tossing the helmet down the field, maybe have someone <laughs> grab a helmet and swing it at, at, at a player. Maybe uh, clock sure. a ref. Why not? Because yeah. <laughs> if I recall, the game the next week was outstanding. It sure was. Yeah. 38 nothing was it? 62,444 fans in the stands. Yeah. Uh, that's the most oh like we've ever seen it. Word. Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. So... And we won 38 nothing, So it was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we went and won the Grey Cup that year. So I was thinking, let's just... Let's just do that again. Just let's just it. have history repeat itself. Uh, for me, that run defense has got to be key. Uh, you you touched on it with Diedrich Mills. Uh, mm -hmm. He has to be stopped. Uh, I mean, we have got to stop Begleton as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you geez. need to contain um, everything in that backfield and and hold them to make it so it's second and long if not uh, even for maybe tackles for a loss um if you can make them have to be that one dimensional i think we've got a much better shot yeah absolutely um i do think that the o-line is going to be a a, a point of interest for me this this week yeah um mike rose oh, is a beast on on 
Calgary's defensive line. And we need to get some blocking for the bros. Yeah. Uh, we want yeah. Kevin Brown and Brown and Shannon Brooks to, to get some yards. So I, I really think that we're, we're going to have to see that the offensive line in the last few weeks has really made a step forward. Yeah. And I, I was saying this to Paul, uh, cause Paul's in town. So I got a chance to chat yeah. with him on the weekend and, uh, Boyko has made so much more impact than I was kind of prepared for. And I, I do want him to just keep moving guys out of the way. So uh, I, I'm excited to see how they play that out against a, a very good Calgary defensive line. So that should be very fun. Now, Sarah, when we have a guest on the show, we, we never pick against the Elks on the show. Uh, we just set a prop bet. So uh, we do ask people in the chat to put in some of their suggestions for what prop bet they would like us to to bid on. But uh, when we have more than one option, then you get to pick which one we will go with. So uh, before we do that, let's talk about the other games so that people can get their prop, prop bets in. Uh, I should say for last week, the prop bet was time of possession. Uh, I set it at 33 and a half minutes and it was over. So I, oh, I mean, I, that's uh, great, but yeah. so I'll take it. <laughs> I win. All right. Uh, first game this week, BC at Montreal. This is in La Belle Provence. Sarah, who do you have in this game? It's so weird because it's if you tough asked one. me before, <laughs> yeah, like if you asked me even before, I would have said, okay, maybe BC is just the stronger team. Um, but they lost against the Riders and then they lose against the Thai Cats. And it's like, wait a minute, what is going on? You know, I feel like there's a little bit of confusion as to the team that we were hyping up for so long. And um, I think Montreal is, is a good team. <laughs> I think they could really disrupt uh, BC in this situation. I think especially um, it's going to be hard because VA, you know, is returning to Montreal. There's like that type of dynamic going on. So there's a lot of high stakes going on. But also on top of that, like both of these teams are pretty much fighting for third place, so to speak, in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Like they're... Um, you know, technically BC is still third, but Alouettes are just one win behind. So, you know what I mean? Like it, it just, there's so much at stake in terms of just like the ranking of it all, obviously VA coming back and them wanting to even maybe prove themselves against him. Um, but I feel like, okay, who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick BC. Okay. okay. Well, oh, I thought you were going to go the other way. I okay. know, right? Like, yeah. did I, sorry, that was misleading, but. The rope-a-dope. That's right. Yeah. No, because I really think BC um, will be able to, one, I think they'll be able to sack Cody Fajardo quite a bit, the defense. Mm -hmm. And two, I just think overall, like they've been through those two losses. I don't think there's any way that they're going to not try their hardest. And when they try their hardest, they're really good. So that's what I think is going to happen. Awesome. Kayla, who you got? Yeah, it's a very conflicting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, uh, just shout out to uh, Winnipeg for putting out that GIF in, in oh. response to like the four teams. Oh, uh, number one, cute. how dare you? Yeah. But number two, I did laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, I think, you know, with Rick Campbell, he's, he's going to come up with something that gets BC back. I mean, they're a great team. They're an exceptional team and, and everyone has their ups and downs and um i don't think that bc is going to stand on their losses very comfortably so 
Sorry, Cliffy. Sorry, Capper. I'm going to PC again. Okay. Super fan. Uh, I have always had a position that any team crossing three time zones to play uh, a, a an away game is automatically at a disadvantage. I think they're a little unbalanced after that loss this last week, and I think it's going to be an upset Montreal win. Oh, interesting. Wait, no, no, no. You have to say it correctly. Oh. Oh, yes, it's true. <laughs> Paul is here, so I can just, you know, could have summed it all up with just saying home team. There you okay. go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, My favorite. Um, this one is hard for me. I was, it's I was hard. really much like you were saying, Sarah, like it's hard to figure out which team is going to be where, especially because, um, Montreal's offense, it's like lights the world on fire or it's just nothing. And you just don't know what you're going to get every yeah. week. Um, but Montreal's defense is playing mm -hmm. out of their minds since they got Sean uh, Lemon. So um, BC's defense, I, I wonder if it's just that teams are starting to figure them out a little bit. And that's why we're seeing some of this happen. Um, I, I, my, my brain kind of says, well, it's, like BC's not going to lose three in a row, right? Like that's what's going through my head. On the other hand, the three time zones and they have a losing record in Montreal and uh, it's by a lot. Jason Moss. Uh, I don't, I'm going to pick Montreal. I, 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 I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm still, I got to, I'm going to go with Montreal. Um, uh, all right. Our Tim next... Capper says BC is 15 and 30 in Montreal. Okay. Well, then I'll make yeah. it 16, you know. Okay. <laughs> oh commissioner is gonna get uh kicked out of the team. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. uh the next game is the labor day weekend classic not mm. the labor day classic because uh it does not happen on labor day it happens on labor day weekend That's right which everyone should oh, remember was that the rule sorry correct it's not a it labor day be. game it's a labor day weekend game um winnipeg at saskatchewan of course this is in the rectangle Commissioner, we got. Ooh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, I think I'm going to pull the upset. And uh, I don't know if this is technically an upset, but I think the riders are just on this weird high right now. Ooh. And I need MLS to go crazy. So <laughs> I don't, you know. Who do you have in your fantasy this week, Kayla? No, I got Not MLS. Because <laughs> okay. I always pick Baines. Fair. Um, yeah, this is, I think this whole weekend is one big question mark. It honestly could go either way. And Winnipeg, they are a strong team and they always end up pulling out a win, but I don't know. There's just, I'm kind of going with my heart on this one and I'm going to say the riders. Okay. Super fan. Um, this one, I think if we watched the last game, um, that Winnipeg played, uh, just squeak by the Alouettes, forty-seven to seventeen. Um, that was an absolutely demolishing of, of a team, and I think that they're kind of going to be on a roll. Um, they love to beat up on Saskatchewan. I mean, who doesn't? Um, but uh, not that we have in a long time. No. Um, well, I guess last year. Um, yeah, we just give them wins. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, this that's year. Great. That's, yeah, it's nice. We us. don't need to be so giving. Correct. Uh, but I think Winnipeg is is going to definitely take this one they've 
they've definitely earned this kind of victory uh, coming up after the last, the barely win in against Calgary. So oh, they almost uh, lost to us too. So well, almost. <laughs> if they would have ended at the first half, yes, we they definitely were in the, even the third quarter. <laughs> Would have been fun. but uh yeah but they um the uh okay well i will uh i i, I really liked the rider game last week i thought there was mm-hmm. some very exciting plays that catch that taking the interception away was ridiculous it was bonkers <laughs> i'd never seen a guy fly through the air like that before it's amazing right. um but they're gonna come crashing down to world <laughs> to earth when winnipeg comes to town <laughs> and uh i'm gonna give the bombers this win sarah we got I agree. I think the Bombers <laughs> got this. I feel like there's certain like contextual things that make us feel like maybe the riders can, you know, do something. One, obviously they're at home. Two, they just came off a bye week. Three, they have a better record than Winnipeg in the Labor Day classic matchup, just overall. Mm-hmm. But if it was a regular season game, just like they played in week two, the bombers just dominate. Like I think they it was 45, 27 um at mosaic stadium too so like i just think that it's it might be one of those things where they're hyped up at first because the crowd and whatnot and then the bombers just like lay it on them later on or whatever like it just ends up being a crazy you know score um later on in the game but like also the bombers they want to clinch their playoff um spot right like it it would be their seventh time in a row to do that um so i like to win that spot so i think like it's just the bombers it's gonna be them i'm sorry riders (laughs) i feel bad i love riders fans i love a lot of riders fans but yes yeah yeah, that's uh, it's okay. I'm sticking up for them this week, so okay. There, yeah, we had we had, we there had we balance, go. we're good. Uh, okay, in the first Labor Day game, oh, Sarah's favorite game, Toronto at Hamilton. Uh, Mike, we got, I, I think, um, this will be the Sarah Bowl. Um, so <laughs> I, I think it should permanently so be named that. It should be exactly named the T-shirt. Sarah Bowl. Yeah, I yeah. am so interested to see how you are going to be reporting on this with that twinkle in your eye oh, after man. Toronto wins, and uh, <laughs> because it's going to be oh, that is so sad. For <laughs> real. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to that away team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go away team as well. <laughs> Toronto will uh, lock this one down. Sarah. There's no way. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Plead the fifth. I know. I mean, I know. I need to take it back. Or, or you know, honestly, no. The Argos have this one, and it's not just because they. Um, it's not only just because they've beat the Tie Cats more recently, and we can see that, but also just overall that team is dominating, and I know they're going to be hyped up for this game, and they're going to go off. So it's definitely the Argos. Fantastic, Commissioner. Yeah, I can just see Sarah reporting like to one of the players, be like, "So, how the Argos won? How are you feeling?" <laughs> yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I want to pick the upset too, but um, I'm uh, friggin' Argos, man. I'm so sick of saying it. Boring. Sweep it. Sweep it. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, prop bet, Mike. What do we got going on in the chats for? Uh, We've got Sarah a few different bet. options oh, here, which is uh, kind okay. of fun. Um, so, well, what just happened? I just passed it all here. So, first one was uh, Chris Agar. 
uh, Calgary penalty yards, and it put in brackets. So this could get ugly. Um, yeah, it uh, we could, could do combined penalty yards too. That would oh, be pretty. Come on. Oh, Can you count my. that high? Yeah, um, I don't have enough so, fingers and toes. Yeah. Jerry and Victoria, uh, prop bet total rushing yards for Edmonton, Ooh. which obviously is a, a key to my heart. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle has a, an interesting one: percentage of Elks rushing yards by Ford. To uh, put it in perspective, last week he was forty six percent. That's oh. a very interesting one. I I don't think I've ever heard anybody say you know use the percentage in that way. But that I'm going to choose that one. Can I? Is that how okay, it goes? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 right. yep, that's, yeah. Yep, you get to pick. Okay, so percentage of rushing yards by Trey Ford. Oh my goodness! And again, gracious. last week he was forty six percent. Well, and the week impressive. And the week before he was probably thirty five or thirty six percent because he had sixty four out of the uh, one hundred and thirty. I think we had. So he had 60, but I mean, Kevin Brown had 89. Right. Yeah. So that's oh, two thirds right there. So yeah, probably about 30%. Yeah. 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 So let's, all right, let's go with Trey Ford rushing yards against percentage a very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Percentage. Sorry. Uh, against a very good Calgary uh, front seven. Uh, I'm going to put it at 36 and a half percent. Oh, did I hit the sweet spot, super fan? I was gonna say 36, so yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, good. So so you're taking the under? I guess so. Okay, that's that's how that works. All right, Sarah, what are you gonna take over? You know, you guys all picked 36. Let me just jump on that too. So <laughs> that sounds like the good number. All right, fair enough. So you're going under. Yeah, that would be under. Me? No, yeah, you. Yeah. I said Sarah's no, under, you. Mike's under. What are you picking? Oh, um, I I think they might try to tailor uh Trey Ford just a, a, a bit back, just for protection purposes at the very least. But I'm still gonna say over because my thought was 38. Okay. Yeah, I, I had like 39 to 40 in my head, so I'm gonna go okay. just slightly over. So yeah, two hundred two hundred. We'll see okay. see how Perfect. that plays out. That's amazing. Um, all right, Sarah, are you playing CFL fantasy at all? I'm not I'm not the best at getting into fantasy. I wanna be, Either but way. I'm like nervous about <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we don't know. You guys are good. You are what are you talking about? I've been sitting at like 15th for the entire season. Uh, no, I was at the bottom for a very long time. Now I'm starting. Now it's to, Ryan and me. We're always at the bottom. Yeah, well, that's and Ryan, Ryan had the best his, week. Ryan has his shtick. That's what he has, and that's yeah. that's fine. Uh, this week, Kayla, you and I both won, so that's exciting. Mike, thank you, Trey. Oh, sorry, was, I had over a hundred points. Yes, and, but uh, Dolph just had that week. Hundred and forty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Jeez. Uh, weird thing. Yeah, weird thing this week. Uh, Ryan Coop and I had different lineups but ended with the exact same score yeah. really yeah it was weird i'm like yeah we could have been a tie that'd be because you're yeah. you're fourth right in the week? uh third yeah i was tied for third, with third? Coop. Yeah. Oh, okay yep um so super fan this week you get travis from the two and oh yes. podcast commissioner you go against the argos fan cast crew and i get adam from the canadian football oh, countdown so uh, all great shows make sure you check those out uh canadian football countdown has lots of fantasy on there if you want a little more detail and how to learn how to play that's a good one to uh, to listen to uh sarah i want to thank you so much for coming and joining us i know it is 
is super late for you um, and you probably need to go to bed, but I do really appreciate you hanging out with us and chatting some uh, CFL football. Uh, where does everybody find all of your stuff so that they can follow you and interact with you? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Don't worry. I probably would be watching like Gilmore Girls or something right now. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, yeah, you can find me on like a, a Twitter, uh, Instagram. It's at Sarah Ann Said. So S A R H A N N E S A I D. All right. But it, it is Said, though, right? That's what you told it me. It is. I'm so okay. used to saying Said my whole life. Okay. okay. It's like the word Said is spelled. Like right. that, so yeah. when, when I tell people my name, it's easier to say said because they'll just know how to write it. But yeah, what is said? Okay, I just want to make sure I, I've actually said it right. Okay, no, good. You said, yeah. Okay, okay, perfect. Uh, we should. I guess the one last question we should have for you is: We're going to see you at Grey Cup, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. We should. We this should be happening. It's my first Grey Cup. I'm so excited. Oh, oh. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. People get surprised too, but like, yeah. yeah, I wish I was at last year's breakup for obvious reasons, but <laughs> okay, well, you are coming. You might yeah. see it again. You are coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kayla's going to uh, show you a really good time because uh, uh, it's it, it is it is a ton of fun. So uh, yeah, my first for my first breakup. Yeah. Like yeah, we we will chat more. Do you have Spirit of Edmonton breakfast tickets yet, there, Sarah? I. I'm still figuring out if I there's I'm gonna get the tickets or if I'm gonna do some other like you know help out in some oh, way. Okay, well, but no, this is your first break. You will see me a lot. <laughs> we'll chat. We're going to be we're going to be sitting at the same table and I'm going to be one of those annoying people like on my story like hyping it up. I'm going to be all over the map. So just... oh no, that's not annoying. That's, that's what not... everyone does. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Um, all right. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you online? Oh, on the still Twitterverse at Duchess Lombardi. Perfect. And super fan. You can find me on the X. Is that what they call it? Oh uh, my God. I got nothing. <laughs> no one calls it that. Uh, you can find me at 56 Parkies. And then you can find the history and horde segments at the Edmonton Football History account at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Fantastic. And uh, you can find me at Free, Free Palicious. I can't even say it. Free Palicious. Uh, or uh, the show at the Turf District and on all of the social medias. Uh, make sure that you uh, share out that link so more people can join us in for the show and the fun. Uh, follow our friends at Pay It Forward with Football. They have a fundraising yes. event coming on October 27th. Yeah. Uh, it is at MKT Beer Market and will be hosted by our good friends Dave and Morley. Uh, they have uh, Mookie Mitchell coming and some other current players. So uh, grab your tickets and support that amazing cause to spread kindness because that's what we need to do uh check out my articles on three down and check out sarah's articles on three down nation yes. as they uh, as they come out uh if you're on youtube live stick around for overtime we will be back to chat all of the things that are in the chat and continue to revel in an actual home win because we have the opportunity to next tuesday night we will be back uh to discuss the labor day win Right? Of course. Sure. Uh, and as I said before, we will have rub our, it in. our favorite Empire villain, Ryan from the Ghost Amps Go Show, will join us for that. So for Sarah, Commissioner Kayla, and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.